Welcome to Dr. Potlicker, the show that gives you a shot of verbal healing to help you get unstuck. I'm Dr. Joy, and I have a background in clinical psych, and I wanted to share some of the knowledge and perspectives that I've gotten on my journey in order to save you a copay, or maybe help you realize you need to budget for one. No shade and no shame, just like pot liquor, this short tonic may heal your concerns, or it may leave you hungry for more, like a full course of therapy. information expressed on the Dr. Potlicker podcast by any of the guests or the host, Dr. LaJoy Lewis, are for the educational, entertainment, and informational purposes. These views or opinions are not intended to serve as any form of a diagnosis, treatment, or substitute for any kind of professional medical or psychological advice diagnosis, or treatment. With that in mind, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to this episode of the Dr. Potlicker Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joy, helping you get unstuck so you can win now. We are on the eve of a holiday in the United States. The holiday is in celebration of mothers and motherhood. It's called Mother's Day. So we're going to do a podcast dedicated to when Mother's Day is tough. So specifically, we're going to address a few issues. Mother's Day can be tough for folks when mom is no longer around. In a later segment, we're going to talk about when mom is around, but the relationship is a little challenged, maybe because you're feeling powerless and stuck. And then lastly, we are going to talk about different ways that we can heal from these difficult situations involving our moms. So sometimes Mother's Day can be a tough day because mom is no longer around and there could be, you know, reminiscing thoughts about how the relationship was or should have been or could have been. And that's when it really takes an intentional, purposeful effort to be in the here and now and to allow God to heal some of those unfinished aspects of that relationship. You know, it's obviously very hard to work out a relationship and come to a place of mutual forgiveness when one party is not available. And so that's when we really have to rely on our faith and rely on God to help us heal in ways that just don't even make sense. Give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so if you are available and able, I would like to say a prayer for you. It's not going to necessarily wipe out all of the pain of the past and it might not immediately remedy all of the angst and depression or anxiety or whatever that happens in the future. But in the here and now, if we come together in agreement, I believe that God can restore and heal and help improve those memories 
or give you a piece about the past that will transcend whatever it is that you're going through. So, God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this opportunity to tap into our faith because we know that with you all things are possible. And even though we may not have the opportunity or think we have the opportunity to heal, we know that with you, you can do things that just sometimes don't even make sense. You can put water in the desert, you can make a way in the wilderness. And so I believe in the name of Jesus that whoever is listening, no matter what they have experienced in the past, that if they give those challenging moments, traumas, abuses, memories, regrets, if they give all of that over to you, that you will transform all of it and make it work to their good. Not that what happened to them was good, but make it work to their good. Give them a sense of peace that surpasses all understanding. Give them an experience that will allow them to have closure where they didn't think they would find it. Help them to get through the day and find aspects of peace and joy that will allow them to keep moving forward. Give them the opportunity to continue to make new memories and new perspectives so that way they can not be tormented or bothered on days like this. In Jesus' name, amen. It's hard to pray for someone you don't know or see, but wherever you are and whatever you're going through, you know, my heartfelt prayers and thoughts are with you because tough days are tough and it sucks, but there is still tomorrow. And no matter what you have survived, no matter what you have done, you know, there's always the opportunity for forgiveness. There's on both parties. And if you ask, you will receive. And even if the person who maybe is no longer here has wronged you, you can still ask God to give you closure, to release that anger, to help you to move forward, to give you the opportunity to pour into someone else's life in a positive way. You know, we don't have to repeat or hold on to our past. We don't have to duplicate or imitate what was done to us. We can be the change. And I know it sounds corny, but seriously, we don't have to continue to carry all of those things from the past into our future. It doesn't have to be a perpetual life sentence. It doesn't have to be an imprisonment. We can choose to let these things go. Everything happens in cycles and seasons and nothing lasts forever, including challenging days. I know for me, when I think about some of the loved ones I've lost, you know, the first holiday or birthday or the anniversary of when they've transitioned to, you know, another place, those days can be tough initially. And... With every year that passes and every anniversary and all of those reminding dates, it is a challenge to ask God to help it get better because there's still life worth living and there's still lots of love worth giving. 
there's still opportunities to continue to celebrate. And so even if our loved one has gone on, one thing that has helped me is to honor their memory by being what they couldn't be, wouldn't be, or honor their memory by being the best of who they were. So not to have a spirit of judgment, but not everybody can be a great mom. And that's okay. People just do the best that they can do, or they just do what they do with the life they're given. But as it affects you, as it affects us, we have the choice to not necessarily allow their experience on earth to continually impact us. We still have our lives to live. So be better. Be what they wished they could have been. Be who you can be. Don't let the past continue to dictate your future. So let us rest our loved ones in peace. Let's put the issues of the past and all the unfinished business to rest and let us be at peace. This feels like a good time to take a break. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to share this podcast. It is an opportunity for me to say thank you for listening. And, you know, I hope that the past segment was helpful. When we come back, we're going to talk about when mom is here and the relationship is difficult. We'll be right back. Listen, there is nothing better than cooking for people who are hungry. And I'll tell you what. I definitely would not be getting up at the crack of dawn before my kids have a chance to make noise on this podcast in order to produce this shot of verbal healing if nobody was listening. So I want to say thank you to all of the countries that are following this podcast. You make it all worthwhile. So shout out to the home country of the United States. Thank you so much. All of you guys in Ireland and Germany, United Kingdom and Canada, Iraq, Austria and India, I appreciate you so much for listening. All of you guys down under in Australia and way in Egypt and Senegal, in the Netherlands and Iran, thank you. Latvia, New Zealand, the Philippines, out in Saudi Arabia and Algeria and Norway. All of you guys make this effort worthwhile, and I hope and pray that it reaches you right where you are so you can continue being your best. Thank you so much for this worldwide reach and for the privilege of being able to share with you the good things that I have learned in my journey. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. back to the Dr. Potlicker podcast. We're talking about how to deal with the Mother's Day situation when the relationship is tough with mom. So maybe you're in a situation where you're sick of dealing with the pain of your family drama. You just want relief from dealing with your mom, your folks, whatever. As adults, we kind of come to that place where we have to make decisions. Do I want to continue having a relationship or do I want to sever ties? 
So I want to give you the lay of the land. Obviously, this is not therapy. I don't know your unique situation, but as an adult who loves themselves, you have the opportunity to choose what is in your best interest. And so here's the lay of the land. If you choose to have an emotional cutoff with someone, an emotional cutoff is when you have severed ties in the relationship. Typically, people choose to have an emotional cutoff because it is their attempt to manage emotional difficulties or concerns that you have with that person or that family or family member. So what you do is you distance yourself in attempts to reduce the stress, to reduce the tension of having to deal with unresolved issues that pop up at benign situations, things that you would never think would be a trigger for an argument. Sometimes it pops up. Now, ironically, when people choose to have an emotional cutoff, the distance increases the anxiety and tension between the family members, between the person who has left and the person who doesn't understand why they don't come around. That distance increases the tension, even though there's less contact or even noticeable conflict. So even if you're not coming in contact with these people, everybody has in the back of their head that this distance is a reality and it creates even more of an issue. Now, what happens to that person who has chosen to have an emotional cutoff, when they form new relationships, those new relationships get more stress placed on them because of the old ones that have been severed. So sometimes in an effort to find relief, we tend to quit or escape or take a break or whatever. But what we don't realize is sometimes that emotional cutoff can backfire and cause even more of an issue. So I'm going to give you another alternative. before I give you an alternative option, I just want to say, again, these options are your choice. For some, it is healthier to be emotionally cut off from a family member or a situation rather than be stuck in toxicity, abuse, exposing your kids to toxicity and abuse. It is up to you to determine that. It's between you and God and the other party to determine what is in your best interest of self-love and self-preservation. So with that in mind, here's an alternative. Being differentiated within a relationship means that you have the ability to separate your emotions from your intellectual thoughts. And what that looks like in a relationship, that's what being differentiated is. You are separating. You are seeing things clearly. You're not engulfed in the cyclone of the family drama or that person's drama. You have differentiated and delineated that attachment. So it's not a cutoff. 
it's just a boundary. So being a differentiated person within the context of a relationship means that you are able to be in contact with that person or that the family or the family member. But when you're in contact with them, you are able to maintain your individuality. You're able to have your boundaries with those family members, boundaries with yourself to be able to say, I'm not going to let them take me all the way there to where I'm telling them off. I refuse to let them trigger me. You're giving yourself some guidelines and parameters. When you are differentiated within a relationship, you're able to achieve happiness through your own efforts. You're not seeking the validation from that person any longer. You're not looking for them to tell you how you feel or validate your feelings. You're able to say that I define my worth, that God defines my worth. It's When you're differentiated, you have made an effort to own yourself. You have reclaimed yourself. You are no longer under the vulnerability guise of that other person. You're no longer powerless and stuck. You have now established yourself as an individual, as independent, and you're able to be in control of your thoughts and your feelings. They no longer are in control of those things. When you are differentiated in a relationship, you're able to handle those challenging emotions and stress while still existing, while still having dinner, while still pursuing your goals and living your life. You are able to exist and not be rocked. You have separated yourself. So it's kind of like, let's see, if you're on a boat with someone and they're rocking the boat and they're getting all wet and splashing and every once in a while they fall into the river or whatever, being differentiated would be like, you're strapped in, you're not going anywhere, you're solid, you have a life preserver vest on, you're not drowning with them. No matter what they're doing in this boat, you are steadfast and assured. You are solid. And if they decide to jump out the boat or be emotionally cut off or start acting crazy, you can take that boat and keep going. That's what being differentiated is. So when you are a highly differentiated person, you have put in the work of being self-reflective, putting forth effort to look at yourself, control your emotions, being mindful of how you respond and react, being aware of your triggers. Those are all the things that it takes to be differentiated. You are able to create those boundaries with yourself and notice when they say this, I respond like this. When they do this, I get triggered in this way. And then you start putting boundaries up. So that looks like not allowing them to come over to your house, talk about your husband, your dog, your cat, your wife, you know, (laughs) and just wreak havoc everywhere. 
And if they start, you put up a boundary. Putting up boundaries with yourself looks like, like I mentioned earlier, giving yourself the space to say, you know what, they're triggering me, I'm going to take a pause, I'm going to go for a walk. They're triggering me, I'm going to go into the next room and take a deep breath. It depends on what it is that you want. Relief can come in different ways. And for some, like I mentioned, relief can come from an emotional cutoff. Maybe that is the best solution for everyone involved. But maybe it doesn't have to be in that regard. Maybe the relief and the solution can be changing the things that we can change. Taking back the power and not being stuck in the realms that we're able to evoke control and power over. That means ourselves. So I hope that this podcast, this episode was helpful for you. No matter what it is that you decide to choose, I hope that you know you are not powerless and stuck. You are very powerful and you are unstoppable. You are able to be in control of your life and your day and your mood your perceptions of things, you're able to grab a hold of that peace that surpasses all understanding that the Bible talks about, and you're able to move forward and be happy, have joy. You're able to defend yourself, and you're able to heal. You are able to influence your life and exert your power. You are determined and strong and advantaged and able worthy and capable and lovable. So remind yourself of all of these things before you start making big decisions, before you tell somebody off, before you, you know, decide to have a bad day or, you know, whatever it is that you decide to do. I hope that you remind yourself of the context. Remind yourself that you still have life worth living even if we miss and long for those who have gone on. We still have purpose and a calling. We still have the potential to forgive and move forward. And we can find joy and happiness if we are intentional and purposeful. Even if we miss and are grieving, we can still have hope and we can still be happy. And there's no shame in it. Our loved ones would want us to do that. So whatever it is that you choose, whatever it is that you're going through, I hope this Mother's Day is good for you. God bless you. You know, if you have children out there who are not responding to you in the way that you would like, the only thing that we can control is ourselves, right? So give it up to God and give him the space to transform that situation, to take control of our responses and words and make the situation better. The only way Jesus can take the wheel is if we step aside and get out the passenger seat. So let's give this day over to God so he can make it great. And with that, I'm going to close the show. Be the best at being you right where you are today. Remember, you are God's masterpiece. You are lovable and valuable and nothing lasts forever. 
even when you feel powerless and stuck, know that if you give those experiences and emotions over to God, not to say that what happened to you was all good, but just to say that he can turn it around and make it work for the good so that you can win now. All right. Even if you feel powerless and stuck, just know it's not going to last forever. I got to go feed these kids. I'll talk to you later. God bless. Dr. Joy, I wanted to take a serious moment to let you know that if you ever feel helpless, hopeless, um, or feel as though your moods, thoughts, and behaviors are difficult to manage, if you feel as though you are in danger or a danger to yourself, others, or property, if you feel as though you are having difficulty making sound judgments about your life or the lives you are responsible for and care about, such as your kids, your parents, your pets, at that point, it's important for you to not delay, but for you to call 911 if you're in the United States. Or if you are not in the United States, seek emergency support. Now, if you are in the U.S., you can also call the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration hotline, which is available 24-7, 365, and that number is, grab a pen, 800-662-4357. Again, that's 800-662-HELP. 4357. Now, God forbid that number doesn't work. There's another number. The National Alliance on Mental Health Helpline is available Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm not sure if that's Eastern or Pacific or Standard or what time zone, but the number is 800-950-6264. Again, that's 800-950-6264. If you can only text and you are in crisis, you can call a crisis counselor with the number 741-741. And lastly, the suicide hotline, which is also available 24-7, 365 days a year, is 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. If you reside in another country and you're feeling anything that I've mentioned above, any kind of distress, please seek support. While this podcast is intended to be helpful, it is in no way a substitution for the appropriate treatment you should get and deserve. Social media, podcasts, self-help books, while they may be helpful, if you're experiencing intense or long-term distress, these aren't the best solutions. You are valuable. So let's make sure you get what you need and deserve.